I want, I want, I want me, 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 mine, 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 now, now, now. You know you're responsible for what you hear. You know you're responsible for what you hear. Welcome to Thoughts from Meharry Head, the weekly podcast where I talk about, well, whatever happens to be bouncing around inside my head at the moment, but mostly focusing on constitutional issues and political decentralization. This is episode 107 of Thoughts from Meharry Head, and I appreciate you tuning in. This week, I'm going to talk about lawyers and the Constitution. Okay, I've got a riddle to start off the show today. What do you call 10 lawyers at the bottom of the sea? I call it a good start. Okay, I don't really mean to pick on lawyers. Yes, I do. I do mean to pick on lawyers. It's not that I hate lawyers. In fact, I do have a lot of friends who are lawyers. In, in all seriousness, they do important work. But here's what I want to drive at today. Whatever you do, do not look to lawyers to tell you about the Constitution. Because with a few notable exceptions, it's worse asking a lawyer about the Constitution than it is asking somebody who knows absolutely nothing. Somebody who knows nothing probably knows more than the lawyers. And here's the problem with the lawyers. They think they know a lot about the Constitution because they went to school and they studied law, but they don't. In fact, most of what they know, and I'm putting air quotes around know, uh, you can't see that because this is audio, not video, but what they know, in air quotes, about the Constitution is absolutely wrong. And uh, here's the latest example of this. Our new national security advisor, John Bolton, uh, he decided he needed to pontificate about nullification. And, of course, that's what all good Republicans are doing now. We have to talk bad about nullification. And uh, so we've got all of these uh, Republicans like Jeff Sessions and Dick Morris and, and others who have joined the Rachel Maddow choir to poo-poo nullification. And uh, Bolton joined the chorus. He joined Rachel Maddow's choir and uh, decided that he had to talk about how horrible nullification was. Now, here's what's important. Bolton is a Yale-educated lawyer. So he's like creme de la creme when it comes to lawyers. He's like top of the heap. And this is what our brilliant uh, adjudicator had to say about nullification. He said, that nullification was also proposed by South Carolina John C. Calhoun before the Civil War to say that South Carolina and other slave states would not enforce federal law regarding slavery. Wrong. 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 I don't just mean that he's maybe misrepresenting things a little bit or or maybe that you know he has a slightly different take on what happened. No. Bolton is 100% factually wrong. 
Now, it is true that John C. Calhoun proposed a nullification scheme, and in fact, South Carolina followed his proposal, but it had nothing to do with slavery. Zero. Zilch. Nada. The nullification crisis was all about tariffs. And John C. Calhoun, he proposed nullifying tariffs. It had nothing to do with enforcing federal law against slavery. This proposition doesn't even make any sense. Slavery was the law of the land of the United States. What exactly did John Bolton think South Carolina was going to nullify? But that's a Yale-educated lawyer for you. I call this JD impairment, you know, because lawyers earn a JD degree. And I honestly think when it comes to the Constitution, when you get a JD degree, it actually impairs you from really uh, being able to understand the Constitution. It's almost like a mental illness, uh, at least as far as the Constitution goes. And this is especially true when it comes to the issue of federal supremacy supremacy. You will find no more devoted federal supremacists than most lawyers. And and please do note that, again, I do know there are some lawyers who understand all of this stuff. Uh, And so, you know, when I'm talking about lawyers, I'm talking in generalities. If you're an exception to the rule, I apologize. But, you know, we have to talk in generalities sometimes. Lawyers tend to be federal supremacists. Uh, Today, I was... uh, having an interaction with the guy on Facebook and he was, you know, throwing out this whole idea that the federal government has absolute supremacy and he said law is abs- federal law is absolutely supreme to state law and there is no state sovereignty and here is how he made his case. He said, "I took a law and ethics class and I learned all of this there." Well, that was your first mistake. Thinking that you're going to learn about the Constitution in a law and ethics class. It was probably taught by a law professor who was most likely a lawyer. So you're getting this JD-impaired view of federal government and federal supremacy. Here's the fact. The federal government is only supreme within its sphere. Only laws made in pursuance of the Constitution are supreme. When the federal government does something that's not in pursuance of the Constitution, it's actually void. It's of no force. It's not supreme at all. And Alexander Hamilton, and you know, anytime I quote Alexander Hamilton on the Constitution, it's always interesting to remember that he was probably the most ardent nationalist. And yet, during the ratifying process, he was telling us that the Constitution was going to create this very limited federal government. Now, he he was lying, I think, and he completely changed his tune once the Constitution was ratified. But he actually made this very point, and, and he explained how the federal government was only supreme within its sphere. And this is what he said. If a number of political societies enter into a larger political society, so you've got the states entering into a union, the laws which the latter may enact pursuant to the powers entrusted to it by its constitution must necessarily be supreme over those societies and the individuals of whom they are composed. But it does not follow from this doctrine that acts of the large society, which are not pursuant to its constitutional powers, but which are invasions of the residuary authorities of the smaller societies, will become the supreme law of the land. These will be merely acts of usurpation and will deserve to be treated as such. Hence, we perceive that the clause which declares the supremacy of the laws of the Union only declares a truth, which flows immediately and necessarily from the institution of a federal government. It will not, I presume, have escaped observation that it expressly confines this supremacy to laws made in pursuance of the Constitution. 
So the federal government is only supreme within its sphere. It cannot invade the authority of those other spheres. It cannot invade the authority of the states. Let me give you an analogy. I'm a, I'm a hockey player. I love hockey. I play hockey. And in any hockey game, there's a referee. And the referee enforces the rules on the ice. Uh, he can interpret the rules to some degree. He has some discretion. But ultimately, he's the guy on the ice. He's supreme on the ice. It's his word goes. But here's the thing. He's only supreme to the degree that the league makes him supreme. In other words, the referee can't make up new rules. If he starts enforcing rules in a way that the league doesn't like, the league could reprimand him or even you know, fire him. So the league is actually supreme, not the referee. And in this little scenario, the states are the league. And the federal government is the referee. The federal government has certain powers that were delegated from the states, and the states has ultimately the authority to dictate how those rules are interpreted, uh, how those rules are to be implied, what the rules actually are. And furthermore, they actually have the authority to change the rules or you know, take the power back, fire the referee. The referee's supremacy is limited to his sphere on the ice. The league has ultimate authority, and it has ultimate supremacy. The states in the American system are sovereign and have all of the power. But lawyers don't get this because their entire profession rests on federal supremacy. They learn this from day one in law school, and they cannot think any different. When they take a constitutional law class, they don't talk about things like, uh, you know, Hamilton Federalist 33. I mean, they may talk about the Federalist Papers for 20 minutes, but constitutional law by and large starts with Marbury versus Madison and then goes through a whole bunch of Supreme Court precedents. So, of course, they think the whole, you know, they think that basically the Supreme Court has uh, dictated what the Constitution is, and that's just not true. That's not the system that we were intended to live in. During the ratification process, all of the supporters of the Constitution said the federal government was going to be limited. Now, think about this for a second. You cannot have a limited federal government when the federal government gets to determine the extent of its own powers. If a part of the federal government is the is what decides what the powers are, then it's not unlimited. It's an unlimited government. And that is clearly not what was intended. So here is my nickel's worth of free advice for you today. If you slip and fall, call a lawyer. If you get busted with weed, call a lawyer. If you get sued, call a lawyer. But in the name of all that is good in heaven and on earth, do not call a lawyer if you want to know something about the Constitution. Well, that's it for this episode of Thoughts from the Hairy Head. We're another 10 minutes closer to freedom. I really appreciate you listening to the show. If you enjoyed it, please do me a favor and spread the word. Give me a good review over at iTunes. And feel free to send me any thoughts or ideas to michael.mahary at 10thamendmentcenter.com. And speaking of iTunes, if you have not subscribed to this show, you can head over there and do that. Thanks again for listening, and I'll talk to you next time.